He knocked it to the floor with a swift lash of his arm. What did you hear? Panic swelled in her chest as she met the blaze of fury in his eyes. He clenched his jaw, flexed and fisted his hands at his sides, waiting for an excuse to use them. A pit of despair, the gnawing sense of being trapped and at his mercy, filled her gut. She marshaled what courage she could and fumbled with the two-carat diamond on her left hand. On nights like tonight, her jewelry felt like a noose. Nothing, really, I... With a jarring smack, the back of his hand connected with her cheek. Pain streaked through her and weakened her knees. She tasted the familiar metallic flavor of blood and had to suppress the urge to vomit. Don't lie to me, Tess. Don't ever lie to me. His tone was frighteningly calm, like the lull before a Texas tornado. What did you hear? Frantically, Tess tried to remember exactly what the man on the phone had said to Randall. The call had puzzled her, she recalled, and the male voice had been unfamiliar. We took care of Riley Fenn, and he won't be a problem anymore. Tess caught her breath when the man's strange words came back to her, and she jerked her stunned gaze up to Randall's. You idiot. I told you never to call me on this line, Randall had answered. Sorry, boss, I thought... But whatever the man had thought had been lost when Randall slammed down the phone, disconnecting the call. Now Tess blinked in disbelief as the significance of what she'd heard sank in. Icy fingers of horror clawed at her. You killed him. Give me some credit. I'm not stupid enough to dirty my hands with such things. No, of course not. Randall wielded his power and position like a despot. He'd have had one of his many minions carry out the seedy details. But you knew about it. You ordered his murder, didn't you? Just the idea made Tess nauseated, light-headed with shock. A sarcastic grin tugged one side of Randall's thin lips. You always were the smart one, weren't you? Which is why I've always kept you out of my business affairs. I didn't need your bleeding heart sanctimonious morality interfering with the way I do business. Murder is not business. It, it's criminal. Evil. She should have kept her mouth shut. She knew what it meant to challenge Randall. Everything inside her and everything she believed balked at the obscenity of what she was learning. Randall stepped closer, grabbing her arm with a vice-like grip. She gasped as his fingers bit into her arm. Are you threatening me? He growled, his nose shoved close to her face. No. Good. Your sister wasn't smart enough to keep her whoring mouth shut. I'd hate to have to deal with disloyalty from you the way I did with her. Tessa's stomach somersaulted, and she shook her head in confusion. Angie? What does this have to do with Angie? Only that when she got a notion to hold my business dealings against me, she, like Fannin, learned how I deal with traitors. Bile rose in Tessa's throat as she processed this new insight to her sister's 13-year-old murder. She'd been living, sleeping, having sex with the man responsible for her sister's death.
a man for whom murder was a business tool. She'd known he had a bad temper, known he became violent when she angered him, but had never imagined the scope of his malice or his immorality. And now that she knew the true extent of Randall's treachery, what could she do? Her pimp owed me money, she heard Randall say, though her mind already reeled with the implications of his previous revelations. He handled Angela when she stepped out of line, and I forgave his debt. A simple business transaction. Tears of rage filled her eyes, her own safety forgotten in the shadow of the horrid truths she was learning. You bastard! She muttered with every bit of venom that seethed inside her. Randall jerked as if hit. Fire erupted in his eyes, and he